has evolved from ragtime to Dixieland to the music of Buddy Rich. This is Tom from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. is family friendly and open to the public. This activity is funded in part by a grant from the Lake Regions Arts Council through a Minnesota State Legislative Appropriation and is a non-profit cooperation between the Kicks Band and the Holly High School Jazz Band. Don't miss A Journey Through Jazz at the Holly High School Auditorium, 714 Joseph Street, Holly, Minnesota, 7.30 p.m., February 27th. You're listening to 89.1, Ken's FM, KNNG, Holly, Fargo-Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. That's right. It is Monday, Attitude Era, Monday Live time. And you have your favorite host, well, maybe not your favorite, but you have the icon. I'll consider you to be your favorite. And I believe we also have Granny out there in Arkansas. How are you? I'm doing well, Icon. Thank you. Ready for another great show on 89.1 Ken's FM tonight. And after a week's absence, we have the modern nightmare, Matthias. How are you, sir? Well, after uh, some car trouble and then another following of a full weekend of wrestling, I'm here to have another great show on 89.1 Ken's FM. And we'll definitely be talking a little bit about that because we do support Below Zero Wrestling here on Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM. As a matter of fact, we had the owner, the founder, Mr. Starkey, here last week. And he talked to us all about that. It was a great interview. He filled in perfectly, but still not quite as good as it would have been if you would have been here, Matthias. So that's what we were missing was that that element of surprise with whatever you were about to say and all that other good stuff that goes with that. With that being said, we are going to continue the show here. we got a big show tonight, as always. We have a three-guest night, as always. So let's go ahead and talk about who we got on tonight. As a matter of fact, tonight we're going back to our roots. We, are, we started out as a wrestling show, and then we've branched on to actors and actresses, writers, directors, poets, painters, you name it, we've had them. Now we're going to go back to our roots. Tonight we're going to have Soul Poppy Paccio. We're going to have Vance Nevada, and we're going to have the legend from the WWE, and his name, of course, is Bob Cook. So we're going to have him with us. Can you hear your headphones? I'm, getting a, I'm not getting anything in my earbuds at all. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. Have, hand me one of, the, um, hand me one of the, uh, the wires, and we'll have to jury rig it like we did last week, and we'll try and make this work. And then we'll go from there to the max, like we always do. And we'll see. I need the, oh, yeah, I need the little adapter thing. Yep. 
I'm sure this is very riveting radio for everybody listening, but we need to do this so Matthias can hear exactly what we're saying. How about now? Good. All right. So first off, Granny, let's catch up with what uh, has happened with you the last week. How are you? Well, I'm okay. I've had some issues, you know, that I had to deal with. You know, I had to get a new water line put in my front yard about a week or so ago and got that taken care of. And then went to get my oil changed the other day and found out that I have a very small leak in my gas tank. So that's going to cost about $320 to get fixed, but it's got to be done, unfortunately. The good thing is if we can get the principal amount of the amount we had to finance for the water line, if we can get that paid off in full before March 3rd of next year, because technically we don't have to start making payments until next year, we won't have to pay all that interest. So I'm going to be saving about $5,000 if I can get the amount paid off in full, which I'm very much going to try to do. Well, you know, we might be able to save you some money on that gas tank, maybe get a little of that uh, flex seal or flex tape or, you know, you see well, those Well, it's, 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 it, it's kind of been there. I guess I've had that for a while, and it's just continuing to get worse. So I'm just going to have to get, you know, a, a new gas tank for it. So, but it is what it is. But, you know, had a good weekend of wrestling, at wrestling for a cause um, Saturday. And, you know, and just so you guys know... Granny Hoekster had an interview this afternoon. This was my second interview with this gentleman who has been a guest on our show several times, Mr. Greg Gilbert. He is part of the Five Timers Club. That is correct. Yes, yes. he is. So, And the interview went very, very well. Well, that sounds like, you know, people may maybe think that I'm bragging here, but I will say this, Granny. You you were well known before you I and Big Swing hooked up. However, I think since you've hooked up with me and I've introduced you to these people, you've gotten more notoriety. Would you say? Well, I would say that yes, and that that is true. I mean, you know, Granny is quite popular in the wrestling world. Anybody that knows the name Granny Holster that knows me, you know, they. Uh, I I'm I'm well known in many states, but here lately um, it's just gotten to be a little bit more popular for me. But I'm very humbled by all that. I'm very we, humbled we the fact well, that people that, recognize me. So, and I'm glad that I'm able to get you out there. Speaking of getting out there, we have uh well we have about ten minutes before our guest calls in. So let's talk to Matthias. Now you had a match this weekend. Did you add any new hardware to your persona? Well, no, unfortunately. So I actually did get put in an impromptu match. So last weekend Was I... Was Bischoff there again? No, uh, thank oh. God he wasn't. But uh, another old man, which I'll talk to old men, I'll say, uh, interfered in my matches. But I'll talk about that in a second. So last weekend I missed the show because I had car trouble going uh, going to... Um, Wisconsin defend my uh, a, or my APW World Heavyweight title, which I successfully did uh, defend, which I had to deal with uh, Greg Hertz, who is uh, one old man who decided to insert his nose into my business. So I took his uh, face and I implanted it with a chair, uh, busted him open really good and blackened his eye for a good couple of weeks. So that was a good thing. And then the next weekend, um, 
I participated in a impromptu match with Wrestling Gone Wild, also known as WGW. I got the call on Friday asking if I could come on Saturday afternoon to face Kenny Defiance for the United States Championship, which didn't go so well. And Greg, or not Greg Hertz, Dirty Ernie uh, decided to stick his nose in my business and count the three count for me to lose my opportunity for the United States Championship. And then the next day, which was yesterday, I proceeded to go to Belosio Wrestling Winter Slam, where the Slides guys, me, Sylvester J. Fox, the System, and Mac, took on DeLorean Diggs, Downtown Petey Brown, and the a- or NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion, Kerry Morton and his father, one half of the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton, an eight-man tag team match. And, uh, well, it didn't go so well for us as, uh, I guess, Ricky decided to do a couple of cheap things and punches in the face, and a uh, golf club was used, and uh, we, got the, we got the big L there. But we're aiming to go against uh, NDS here upcoming soon for the Below Zero Wrestling Tag Team Championships. So they're in the past, and uh, the titles are in the future. You know, it's interesting. There's a couple of people that are regular listeners of the show that are, are asking in the chat room. There's one comment here. Now, this is not me. This is the listener. We, we, we do love all our listeners, whether they like us or not, but they are listeners. And the one listener has made a comment. It seems like Matthias likes to get caught up with other people. It doesn't seem like he works and plays well with others. Well, I mean, that is, I mean, well, here's the thing. Matthias is his own, his, his own man, and when Matthias goes out solo, he gets successful. And I found that out when I won the EWI Diamond Championship. I won the APW World Heavyweight Championship, and I'm on my way to win the EWI Epic Championship in April 8th in Dickinson, North Dakota. Uh, but I stuck myself. Everyone else decided to stick their nose in my business. Uh, prefer the, the, the elderly people, and I know Granny Hulkster soon enough will stick her nose in my business, uh, in my wrestling career. We, we are working on that. Yeah, that's exactly what we're – I already had that plan that she was going to do that. Uh, we had – first off, we had Greg Hertz. Then we had Dirty Ernie. Now we have Ricky Morton. Now God, who's next? Who wants to stick their nose in my business? But, uh, you know, I guess I, I, I'm not here to – I'm not in the business to make friends. I'm not there to uh, pamper anybody or wipe someone's butt. I'm not there to, you know, kiss – their rear end, I'm there to go there and kick the rear end and uh, take the gold or take the women and uh, call it a night. I'm not there to make friends. It, and it is interesting you say that. And as a wrestler, you know, you, you can – I believe, what was it? Jeep J. Sarongo told Scott Hall one time, in this business, you can be in the business to make friends or you can make money. Exactly. That's the thing. Everyone wants to be friends and everybody wants to, but here's the thing. Wrestlers will stab you in the back just as fast as anybody else. And when it comes to the top spot, they will turn their back on you to get to the top. When you get an opportunity, you've earned it. But if you try to make friends with people and you try to elicitate yourself and make yourself a part of their group, well, they're just going to be like, well, I'm, I'm here and you're there. And you know, I, like you, there's no point to it. If you're not there to be the top person, the top solo person, if you're not there to be the champion, you don't belong in the world in the world of professional wrestling. True, and you know we do love Scott Hall, aka Razor Ramon, my probably my favorite character, and um, 
we uh, we definitely do love um, and miss Scott Hall to this day. But uh, and of course, and of course, you guys heard. Here we go. You know, I do, I do love that. I, I, I've always loved that theme song. You know, and I'm always gonna love Scott Hall. You know. But the one thing I, I'm course, finding, of course, go ahead, you guys, of course, you guys have heard that we lost another great legend in the wrestling world, Lanny Popapo, the genius. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I said, it, it, this world, like recently, we've lost so many people in the world of professional wrestling. It's been like Jay Briscoe, Lanny Popapo, and uh Jason Strife, a good friend of mine, Damon Knight. Yes. We've lost a yes. lot of people recently through the world of professional wrestling. We lost uh oh, I'm gonna hate myself for missing this. Uh we lost uh New Jack not too long ago. Who was it the who's the commentator for TNA we lost? I can't remember his name right now. Oh yeah. Not Mike Tanay, but uh Don not yeah, Don uh Don West. Don West. Don, Don Donnie West. Yep, Don yeah. West. So yep. we like we we've lost so many people in the world of we lost people at young age, we've lost people at old age and 2022 is one of the more uh effective years in the world of saying goodbyes. But, you know, anytime you have to say goodbye to somebody in the world of the professional wrestling, it's always difficult. Well, you know, I'll tell you, here's the interesting thing about Lanny Popo better known uh, for the uh, for us as the genius. He was supposed to be a guest on our show this year. Unfortunately, it's not going to happen now. I got and to meet I him ve- one time, and I actually, he actually gave me a copy of his book that he had written, um, um, and I actually have a copy of that book that he wrote, you know, the rhymes that he used to tell all the time when he was in wrestling, you know, and I actually have a copy of that book, and he was really super nice when we met him. He, he was very gracious every time I talked to him through Facebook Messenger. We we just could never nail down a date. And I booked him last year for this year, and like I say, unfortunately, it's not going to happen. That He's not going to be able to be with us, unfortunately, so I'm going to work on trying to fill that void. It's going to be tough to find uh, another legend, but... I know, if anything, if I could try, we could maybe get Ricky Morton on here. That would be awesome. I would love to do that. Since I, you know, worked with him recently. I mean, he's a cool cat. He's a really nice guy. Uh, but here's one thing. He's very uh, strong-minded. He will respect you, but when he wants to talk and he wants to get his uh, his words out, he will he will stop you and he will say some things and he's not saying it to be hurtful. He's just being direct because, you know, he's, he's been in the business for so long. And after, uh, after the match, he was talking to everybody pretty strictly and he was saying what went wrong or what went right. And he was, he was, he wasn't doing it to be rude by any means, but he was just telling everybody like, Hey, we need to work on this or that kind of thing. Cause he's like, cause I booked for NWA and, the people that I work with are they're good. I want to send them up there. And so it's like if you want to make the top spot, you got to impress the people of the the olden times, the uh old timers, I guess. I'll tell you what, Ricky Morton is really awesome. I'm going to try and, I, try and I get know, our guest on right now. I know Ricky and Robert personally and he's awesome. They're both Yeah, they're awesome. both 
Yeah, well, I, I was kind of, it was kind of, a, I don't know if we're, can you hear that phone ringing at all, Granny? Yes, yeah, I know. I'm trying to get our guests. Oh, anyway, so, um, <laughs> yeah, the um, both both the Rock and Roll Express were really cool. It was kind of unfortunate we couldn't get uh, Gibson um, involved in the biz, but uh, I guess Ricky Morton and his son Kerry, those two were cool. I mean, I didn't, uh, I didn't inter, I didn't interact much with them, uh, unfortunately. But I mean, like, because they were so busy, and then uh, got to meet Fondango or mm. Dirty Dangle. Now I got to meet him, and then I got to work with Kalisto in the ring a little bit. Uh, Samurai Del Sol, as they call him now. So it was kind of cool. I got to meet some legends and stuff like that before uh, before they departed from from Fargo. So I got to talk to them and, you know, get to know a little bit of their genius and stuff like that. So it was pretty interesting. All right. looks like our yeah. first guest is on the line right now. One second here. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. He is our first guest of the night. He is the sweetest guy. Just ask him by his name. He is sweet daddy. He is so poppy but you. How y'all doing? Good, good, man. How's it going? <laughs> really good, really good. You know, just uh just hanging out right now. I had a long weekend of shows, so it's nice to kind of just sit back and take it easy. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. If you want, we can do that uh, liner at the end or at the beginning, whatever you prefer. Uh, no, that's not important to me. Uh, at the beginning, sure. All right. Go ahead. I'll let you fire it away, and I'll record it, and then we'll start interviewing. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How you doing? Sweet Daddy Soul here. Just coming in from a long weekend of shows, and I'm so happy to be here on the podcast right now. Awesome. So here's what we're going to do here, uh, sweet daddy. If you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, then I'll ask you a few questions, and then we'll do a roundtable. Then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. So go ahead. Give us a little background about yourself. <clears throat> yeah, sweet daddy soul, my wrestling name. My original wrestling name was actually Jeremy Joseph, uh, which is uh, just two names for my actual real name. Um, started out in uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba in 2016, had my debut match. Um, under that name, Jeremy Joseph, uh, trained with a local guy named AJ Sanchez and Danny Duggan, went on to go and train with Lance Storm, uh, a couple years later, Ricky Marvin and Scotty over in Mexico, uh, I've been wrestling about seven years now, uh, my character, that similar of, uh, Jim Carrey's The Mask, as many people would say, um, but, uh, that's who I am, I'm a high flyer, uh, technical wrestler if I need to be, and a brawler if I feel like so <laughs> just a little bit of everything. And, uh, yeah, man, just uh, really happy to be on the podcast. Thank you. Well, you know, and, and we do appreciate you joining us. We got uh, uh, Sweet Daddy Soul here, and we got uh, 27 minutes here with our man here. And I will say the only thing that I have an issue with Winnipeg is the Gold Eyes. That's one of our arch-rival baseball teams here for the Fargo-Moorhead Redhawks. But we're, we're not going to hear talk about baseball. We're here to talk about wrestling. So you have been with several, <laughs> you have been with several different companies, wrestling organizations, over your tenure in the business. What was your longest stay for a company, and what was your shortest stay for a company? Ooh, uh, longest stay? I mean... I mean, it's hard to say, like, longest day, because I feel like, I mean, I'm always being asked to come back from everywhere I've worked. So 
it's not that I, I don't think I've had a short stay in anywhere and I don't think I've had a, the, the longest tenure yet. Cause I've just been kind of going and coming to the places that I've debuted and they keep getting asked to come back. So, but I would definitely say if we're going to narrow some things down, uh, my tenure in Mexico at IWRG was a pretty fun one. I mean, just getting to be on television for five months or the better part of it and getting to be in main event matches and, showcased across five six different countries on television was pretty cool so i definitely have to say that was a great tenure um as far as my shortest tenure um well i guess i would have to be when i first started in winnipeg uh i mean it was only around for about seven or eight months it was with cwe actually just returned uh for them uh last weekend in winnipeg but uh yeah so I was there for about eight or nine months, and then I spent uh, six years away, I guess. So uh, that would have been the shortest tenure, I think. But, uh, yeah, to answer your question, there we go. <laughs> you know, and for those of you guys who have not ever seen uh, what uh, Sweet Daddy Soul looks like, man, this guy, is he is built, and he looks like he could have been – now, don't, don't take this wrong way, but – he, it looks like Menudo stole his gimmick. He's that he's that good looking. He's a great guy. So we're glad to have you with us. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you this great question. We'll see if this triggers something with our next co-host, and then we'll go over to the other who knows one of your one of your trainers slash opponents slash buddies. So now when you wrestle, you know you mentioned that you're a high flyer, and you also mentioned that you're a brawler. But did you are you more of a Baby face, a heel, an in between or are you more of a crowd guy? You know, I would say uh, I, I can be any one of those things, depending on the story, the situation, the time, the place. Um, I'm definitely not a one-dimensional guy. I feel like my range as a character, a performer, and an entertainer is, uh, is, is just that. I am full spectrum. Um, whatever it calls for. When the when the when the call is for me to do something, maybe you never seen me do before, and I just pull it out of the pull it out of my uh, my toolbox, as I'll say. I think everything about me as a wrestler is just a uh, you know a it's a blown up version of me of everything in my life. I played football, I played hockey, I played baseball. Funny you mention that I actually have. A very famous great uncle named Al Bumbry, who's part of the Baltimore Orioles um, Ring of Honor. So uh, that is awesome about my family there. Um, but uh, yeah, so you know, I played all kinds of sports. I think you know the brawler part of me comes out as a hockey player. I mean, I was a rough, tough kid growing up in the streets of Winnipeg and in the cold weather. You know, I went to outdoor hockey rinks at minus forty-five and. You know, I played until I couldn't feel anything on my body, so that's the kind of person I am. Um, so, you know, you bring that element out of me in a match, I mean, you're going to you're gonna get a version of me, you know, that hockey hockey fighter coming out of me. So, um, and that football player, that quarterback version of me is the tough guy that can take a hit no, no matter who, who it is, how big they are. I've taken it from the best of the best. I mean, uh, I, I played with uh, the first overall CFL draft pick, Enoch Mwamba, he was a linebacker at my university, St. Effects. So, I mean, he played for the Indianapolis Colts for four years. And uh, that guy used to lay me out in practice. So when it comes to being a tough guy in the ring, taking shots, I can take him because I took him as a quarterback from the best. So I think uh, 
an element of who I was as an athlete is just the very um, element and the essence of who I am as a pro wrestler as well. Well, you know, we're here in North Dakota, so we know all about how cold it gets up in Winnipeg, definitely. <laughs> sweet Daddy, uh, Sweet Daddy's our guest here, Sweet Daddy. So we got uh, 21 minutes here. Granny, he didn't mention if he, he – did, he didn't really go direct, so – he he could be a heel. He could be a nice guy. We don't know. But what do you have for our guest? Go ahead, Granny. Well, welcome to the show. I am Granny Holster, and I am known as the godmother of wrestling. That is my new gimmick name. Now, I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a huge fan of the business. I mean, I love to watch wrestling. I I have a lot of independent promotions that I attend to on a regular basis, and my original granny shirt that I have says, what you going to do when granny holster goes crazy on you? Because I do not like the heels. I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to. So <laughs> with that being said, uh, what has been one of your more favorite matches that you've done in your career and who was it against? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think most recently I had one that I'm pretty fond of. I wrestled a guy named James Roth. He's an up-and-coming wrestler in Winnipeg. Uh, we had a uh, show. It was the last Thursday, January 26th in Winnipeg at uh, the West End Cultural Center there. Um, Winnipeg Pro Wrestling, name of the promotion. But uh, it was one of those matches where I felt like the crowd just uh, really needed a match like that. And we were just so happy to meet you guys willing to put it on. So it was one of those moments where I got to return home after five years and uh, um, just to go off something you were just talking about, I did return as a bad guy. So it was a lot of fun for me to bring my uh, Spanish-speaking uh, background, which is new to me. I mean, I just learned the language over the last three years. But to go home and talk a lot of smack, as you would say, to my hometown people in another language was a lot of fun. So <laughs> I'll definitely I say that match was uh something I'll definitely cherish for a long time. Um, just finally come back to Winnipeg after all those years. Uh, but uh, on an international level, uh, with one of my best friends in the business, Australian suicide down in Puerto Rico, we wrestled for tag team championships uh, a couple years back and, and got the privilege of winning those in Puerto Rico. So I think uh, those two matches definitely for myself stand out for uh, separate reasons, but um, equally just as important to me um, on an emotional side. I mean, as as professional wrestler, I mean, you know, you go through a lot of things in the business. You you travel to a lot of places, meet a lot of different people. But you know, it's those moments that you get to cherish with some people that you really connect with on a deeper level. Uh, that I think uh, carries those memories and make them a lot fonder than maybe some of the other ones. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I try to make it fun for the other fans at wrestling shows because the bad guys, they'll tell me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip, or they'll say, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home, and all things like that. I mean, um, I went to, there was a promotion that ran in Arkansas till about 2013 called Traditional Championship Wrestling, and they still show the old uh, episodes on TV down in Little Rock, Arkansas area, because I live in Arkansas. And to this day, I still have people come up and ask me, hey, aren't you that lady that we saw on TCW? Aren't you Granny Hoekster? And the last show that they did, I was having to use a cane at the time because I've had both of my knees replaced. And um, 
I had not had my first one replaced yet, so I was having to walk with a cane. Well, I had one of those canes that fold up. Well, Tommy Dreamer was in the eight-man elimination tag team match, and it got down to him and Matt Riviera, and he grabbed my Tommy Dreamer grabbed my cane, and he used my cane on Matt Riviera, and he took the hand <laughs> or he took the handle, and he tucked the handle under Matt's wrestling tights, and he pulled up on the handle and gave him a wedgie to the point where it made him hop like a bunny rabbit. And they were like, and he was swinging my cane, and they're like, oh, my God, he broke Granny Hulkster's cane. And, you know, (laughs) Tommy brings me my cane back by the strap, and he says, Granny, you might want to take this home and sanitize this tonight. It's really stinky. (laughs) And, I mean, you know, I, I mean, what else could you do? I mean, when Tommy Dreamer grabs something out of your hand, you know, you just got to go with it. I mean, you just can't you gotta go stop me. I wasn't going to stop Tommy Dreamer, you know, no way, <laughs> you know. So, But I, I, I have been I have been told that I'm a super fan, which I love, you know, I love the business. So we're really glad to have you on. It's a pleasure to have you on and get to talk to you tonight. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Sweet Daddy Soul is our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. And from time to time, for those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis, know that if you go to our Facebook page, as you air Monday Live Monday, you like that, go to 89.1 Ken's FM page, like that, do a $10 month donation to Power the Shower. We'll get you qualified to win an autographed picture from past guest, current guest, or future guest. Sweet Daddy, would you be willing to send us a few, for autograph, uh, a few autographs for giveaways? Yeah, sure, I can do that. Absolutely. Awesome. So we, uh, one, uh, our next guy I want to uh, introduce you to. He's a he's a he's our resident wrestler, and I believe he knows uh, Danny Duggan. So nightmare, modern nightmare, Matthias. What do you have for our guest, Sweet Daddy Soul? Go ahead. Well, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed APW World Heavyweight Champion, Matthias Wogan, my part of the program. Yes, as a matter of fact, I am very familiar with Mr. Duggan and AJ Sanchez and all that, but I am very familiar with Duggan because him and I had a no-holds-barred match about a year or two ago, and uh, he threw me through a table that didn't break that had thumbtacks covered all over it. So I basically was a, uh, a pin cushion for a while there, which made an impact. And he also uh, threw mustard in my eyes, which gave me a few uh, awkward nicknames for when I came uh, up to the ring for a few fans. So I'd like to thank him personally for that, or you can thank him for that for me. Um, but my main, my main question to you, I would say, I guess Granny kind of took one of them for me. So I guess, uh, as a fellow wrestler, uh, when you were training and stuff like that through AJ or Danny or whoever it was, what was one of your uh, harder struggles throughout your career? Was it training? Was it, uh, building up your character? Was it wrestling in general? What was one of your bigger struggles? Uh, I'd say for me, um, adapting to just the process of learning how to roll. I mean, I could barely even do a forward roll when I started wrestling. Uh, I couldn't do kip up. Uh, I couldn't do a lot of the athletic stuff I'm doing now. Not that I was never a good athlete or anything. You know, I spoke about, you know, me playing sports and stuff like that, but it just doesn't call for certain 
you know, I would say gymnastics flavors um, of things where, you know, I just didn't have that control of my body before. And uh, I think wrestling really taught me uh, how to learn how to have control of my body and maneuvering my body when it's in the air or how I'm falling, things of that nature, just learning how to be more technically sound and take care of myself. Um, that's something that I definitely, uh, I would say I struggled with in the beginning. Um, as far as the character and stuff like that, you know, I, I kind of feel like that was a struggle too. Everything's a struggle, you know, in the beginning. I mean, you, you just, you're trying to really just throw everything you got as a human being, at least I feel like for me, at the wall and you're trying to see what sticks. I mean, and I think that goes, goes for life too. I mean, you know, you don't really know who you want to be or, you know, maybe you don't know which sports you want to play or you don't know who you, your group of friends are supposed to be. Honestly, I think everything in life is a process of elimination, just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks and what works for you. So I think for me, I just was very intensified in the process of uh, critiquing myself and trying to get better. And um, I would say that I struggled with probably everything. <laughs> so, uh, I'm just glad to be where I am now and uh, grateful that I didn't uh, give up and that I've c- continued to just stick with the process of trying to get better. Absolutely. And then uh, who would you say is one of your uh, dream opponents for – okay, so I guess I'll ask two questions then. Uh, name one of your dream opponents and name a dream match stipulation that you could work later on in the future of your career. Well, you know it's you, but mm-hmm. he can take you. <laughs> so I would, I'm going to give you two responses on an independent level. I'm going to tell you human tornado and on a big star level, I'm going to tell you the rock, um, two different reasons. Human tornado has a style, uh, that I think is unmatched and still is not matched. Um, he's a very unique performer that I don't think really ever got his just due. And I'm very fond of his work and, have implemented a lot of things in my style based off of human tornado. Um, the rock, uh, I grew up, he's my height, my idol, my superhero. So if I if it wasn't for the rock, I never would have ever got into wrestling stone cold uh, on the flip side of that. The both of them kind of like really made me attract to the, the entertainment aspect of the business. And that actually helped me become more of a fan of the athletic side of it, uh, just through them. But, um, so that, and then I'd say as far as the match stipulation, uh, that's a really awesome question. Um, for me, I think an Iron Man match would be the coolest match stipulation to go through at one point. And I'm not saying because, like, it seems like everybody these days is trying to do a 60-minute Iron Man match out there. But for me, I'd love to implement my style into that, into some unique ways. Um and I think that I could come up with some good things with the right opponent for a great Iron Man match. So I think that, and I think uh, the reason why is because, uh, like I said, I grew up as a big rock fan, and my favorite wrestling match story involved all time is probably the Iron Man match between The Rock and Triple H Judgment Day 2000 when The Undertaker got involved and all the shenanigans were involved. I just loved that story. I thought that was one of the best, stories in wrestling i think uh just a fan in me would love to recreate something like that makes sense uh sweet daddy souls our guest here and we're on 89.1 ken's fm we got 10 minutes here left with our man so now i'm going to ask you some tougher questions now unfortunately we don't really know what what is going to happen with the wwe whether they're going to sell it 
keep it going, bring it private, whatever it is. We have no idea what the plans are with Vince McMahon back at the helm, which is, you know, there's nothing wrong with Vince McMahon being back at the helm. I, to be honest with you, whether it was a role or not, I never liked Stephanie McMahon, and I definitely don't like Triple H because we know that Stephanie McMahon got the top because of what her last name is, and Triple H got to where he was because of who he married. That's just my opinion. Nobody else's. That's my opinion. My question to you is, with AEW and WWE, let's say that they're at a match that you're at, one of the officials. They come up to you after the show and say, you know what, we're having tryouts. We like to, we think you'd fit good in our roster. Two-part question. One, is that something you'd want to do? And two, would you not big-time us to still talk to us when you get that big-time contract? <laughs> you not need to chuckle there. It's funny. Um, That's a loaded question, I know. <laughs> it's loaded. Uh, you know, both companies, I think, are great companies. I don't think anybody should be uh, picking and choosing when it comes to the top of the top top level of the business. I mean, for me, I would just be grateful to even have an opportunity. Uh, geez, I mean, of course. To the second part of your question, absolutely. I don't think uh, no matter what you do or no matter how far you go in the business, I think you always just appreciate your roots. And uh, I don't think you should ever think you're too good to speak to anybody. At least I don't think about that. And uh, just for li- in life in general, I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not too good to go and stop and say something to somebody that's you know maybe struggling on the street or something. So I mean, I would never change that part of myself uh, just because I would you know, maybe gain a little bit of fame or something from, you know, being involved in a industry that, you know, is, you know, kind of a bit Hollywood, you know, where, you know, guys, uh, you know, we definitely are looked at as social media type influencers and stuff as pro wrestlers. We have a lot of people following us and, you know, watching what we're doing. So, but uh, I know for myself, like, I would just be grateful to have, like, even an opportunity of some sort. I mean, even if I could just help set up the ring, I mean, <laughs> I'd just love to be there. That'd be amazing. But, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful where I'm at right now. And, you know, if those opportunities come up, I'd, I'd just be super grateful that they came and continue the, uh, you know, the, continue being humble and being uh, grateful that I'm receiving anything. So I do, I do like how you said that. What's interesting is I had asked a wrestler about that. We were actually her first interview when she was 17. And the wrestler's name was Kenzie Page. I got a call from Big Swing saying, Icon, Kenzie Page is on AEW right now. Check check it out. Turn it out. So I turned on the TV. There she was. And I'm like, I'm going to put my question to the test. I called her up. I still had her number. She actually gave me her number. People actually do that. And I called her up, and I said, hey, this is Icon. She said, hey, Icon, how you doing? I only got a few minutes, but how you doing? And I said, no, I don't want to take up any of your time. You kept your promise. You did not big time me, and you talked to me. So there you go. We haven't been able to get her back on the show because of, you know, certain rules and everything. However, she mm-hmm. kept her promise. Now, I want to be able to do that to you it, within maybe the next six months, whatever it is. I want to be able to see you on TV, and I'm going to call you up, and I'm going to say, hey, do you remember me? And you're like, oh, yeah, you, you, aren't you that egotistical guy in Fargo, North Dakota? I'm like, no, that was Matthias. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have a sweet daddy souls our guest here. Of course. Now I, I gotta ask you You know, I gotta ask you, all good wrestlers have a finisher. I wanna know what is your finisher? What is it what is involved and tell us how devastating it is on a Richter scale meter. 
Well, actually, uh, again, I took something from my life. Um, like I, like I tend to do with most things in, in my wrestling career. I just try to take something from my life and kind of throw it wall, see if that sticks for something. And I mean, as far as the move wise, I came up with this move. It's basically, uh, kind of like Zack Ryder's rough rider, but it's not, uh, basically a guy stands straight up and I, uh, push right off his, the top of his, uh, traps, his shoulders. And I push up real high, like I'm leapfrogging over him, twist in the air. And I land my leg onto the back of his neck and he lands flat straight into the mat. So, uh, I call that the sweet leap. And basically, uh, I learned and, and, and found that move for me um, going to the YMCA team nights when I was 14, 15 years old. I used to line up kids or, you know, friends, whatever, all in a row. You didn't like, practice our guys. kids, I hope. Three did you? guys. Four guys. And I'd, I'd jump over all of them. And everybody would go crazy. I was the craziest guy ever just jumping over people. But that's actually where I, like, kind of originated the move out of. I was like, yeah, I remember when I used to do that. Well, let's see if I can make a move out of that. It always made people go like, "Whoa!" So, turned it into a movie. Well, well, good. That 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 you had me worried there. I thought you were going to say, "Yeah, I used to practice on little kids when they were at the Y." <laughs> and I was a little kid when. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so awesome! Uh, sweet Daddy Souls on Jeff. So I never if, did. I so swear, we can do this here. Where? <laughs> So we can do this. Here. We we got about uh, we got about five minutes here left. So we can do this. If our fans want to check you out and see it, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. Yes, what do you got? So TikTok, uh, new to that. Uh, my daughter's kind of helping me out with it, sort of. <laughs> TikTok, Sweet Daddy Soul, or Sweet Poppy Pachuco, Soul Poppy Pachuco on there. Soul Poppy Pachuco on Facebook and Sweet Daddy Soul on Instagram. You know, and you mentioned that you. Uh, when you went back to Winnipeg, you used to yell at the fans in Spanish. Now, you learned yeah, Spanish, so does that mean that you, when you get to the WWE or AEW, you'll be the first wrestler to pitch Rosetta Stone? <laughs> Good call. Good call. You know what? That's definitely a great idea, and I'm going to keep that in the back pocket and remind, remember, remind myself that maybe that phone call you give me, will serve for something to remind me of this idea you just presented. Right. Now, here's the deal. Now, when you when you get – if you get a contract with Rosetta Stone, I want my residuals. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll work something out. You got my words. That, that's <laughs> awesome. You know, I, I just realized, uh, you know, I, I like to – for people that haven't uh, went to went to check you out on on the web, I, I always try and comp- you know I always do I did one comparison. I didn't mean to do the Menudo thing. What I meant to say was if if you look like anybody, you could probably be James Franco's stunt double or stand in. You look you look just like him with, with you know with the top hat. I mean you could perfect. You know the only thing that's missing on your top hat though. Is you know if you get one of those one of those hats like you have, but with those little uh, those little uh, fabric uh, balls that come, that go around the hat, that would be awesome. That would be a great little thing to add to your persona. What is, what is that again? Tell me again. Well, you know they they the sometimes that, but yeah they have like the, that hat you're you're wearing, and sometimes they have uh, like little little. Uh, little fabric balls dangling around and it circles the whole hat. That would be a perfect oh, thing for yes. you to put on. Yes. Just like I have no mask. idea what that hat is called, but it it's awesome. Yes. 
I you definitely know. need to look into that. Yeah, absolutely. Good point. Very good point. I, li- I like your suggestions. So there you go, man. So when you when you start making it big because you change your costume and you get a job with Rosetta Stone, you know that the icon is the one that pushed you to get there. My man. <laughs> awesome. So with uh, we we got uh, we got only got a few minutes here left before our next guest calls in. So real quick here, if uh, what uh, what's your next couple uh, dates? If our fans want to check you out, that are listening around the world, uh, around the country. What's your next live event that you're going to be at so our fans can come check you out? Well, uh, being that it is almost April, I am expecting a new baby boy. So within the next two months here, you will not be seeing a a heck of a lot of me performing uh, because I do have my my son who's about to be born. So, uh, but in saying that, uh, I do have a show coming up uh, February 24th in Vernon, BC for Thrash Wrestling, uh, who is who are putting on some really amazing events over the last uh, several months. They've just been selling out like crazy. But in Vernon, BC, um, I'll be uh, wrestling a guy by the name of uh, uh, Travis Cole um, in a singles match there uh, on February 24th. Um, and then uh, following that, uh, March is going to be a bit of a quiet month for me as well as April. Um, but uh, there may be some surprises in March. Uh, I can't really mention anything about that yet, but uh, perhaps uh, stay tuned uh, to my right. social media stuff to see. Uh, but uh, leading into this summer um, and in the fall, there will be some big steps that I'm going to be taking. So definitely just keep your eyes uh close to uh, my social media for any updates uh and i'll definitely be sharing those very soon awesome well i'll tell you what sweet dad you're awesome and uh, if you want to if you need a if you haven't uh, figured out a name for your son yet i think icon pacheco would be awesome (laughs) thank you for joining us we'll definitely have you on again good luck with the new baby and we'll be in contact all right thanks so much you guys have a great day awesome being with you awesome all right, sweet daddy stole, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we got our next guest waiting in the wings. We got to take a quick little commercial break, a quick little timeout from our new sponsor, and we'll be back after these messages. Stick with us. So you're outside looking at that ticking time bomb of snow on your roof. A phone call to Elevated Concrete and Snow Removal will solve that problem. They can be reached at 701-866-9018 or at Elevated Concrete and Snow Removal on Facebook. Their concrete work includes driveways, sidewalks, walkways, (coughs) approaches, garage floors, patios, and shed pads. Plus, they offer decorative or stamped concrete as well. And all estimates are free. Once winter is over, they are ready for any concrete project you have. Elevated Concrete and Snow Removal at 701-866-9018. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room, walking down the aisle, we continue with our Canadian wrestling connection. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man. He is the legend. He is celebrating, recently celebrated his birthday. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Vance the Meta. Hey, how's it going? How's it going, bud? I'm doing well. I'm glad to be here. All right. I was kind of hoping you do that promo quick, but uh, if you want to wait, we can do that at the end, too. We can do that right off the top if you'd like. All right, go ahead. I'll count you down, then you do it, and we'll record it. Ready? Five, four, three, two. 
Hey, everybody, this is Mr. Beefy Goodness, Vance Nevada, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. All right. So we have Vance Nevada, I guess, here on 89.1 Ken's FM. We've got 28 minutes here with the man. So what we're going to do here, Vance, is I'm going to ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher question. But first, before we do this, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, we'll have some fun with the interview. Go ahead. Yeah, you bet. I, well, I've been wrestling in Canada primarily uh, for, for 30 years uh, from coast to coast, uh, primarily in western Canada. Uh, actually, uh, this, this past year broke the record for the most title reigns held by a male wrestler in Canada in history with uh, 45 different championship reigns over the course of my career. I've uh, uh, written and published uh, three books on the history of Canadian wrestling, uh, with the most recent being Uncontrolled Chaos, which is sort of an encyclopedia of pro wrestling history from 1930 to the present, uh, and still uh, very active on the scene uh, with, with bookings this year uh, from coast to coast. That's awesome. And uh, we're, we're going to talk about uh, a lot of uh, those that you've had matches with, uh, some of the legends. We'll talk about that in a little while. Sure. But first off, let's, uh, let's kind of get into uh, your wrestling persona. Are you, are you consider yourself more of a high flyer like a Rey Mysterio, a brawler like a Stone Cold Steve Austin, or being in Canada, are you more of a technical wrestler like a Bret Hart? I think I think when I started out, you know, the aspiration was always just to sort of model myself after a, more like a Bret Hart and be a bit of a technician. And, I mean, as I've gone on in my career, I would say probably <clears throat> devolved more into sort of that brawler type of, uh, of ring style, more, more as accumulation of injuries have piled up. That's awesome. And when you when you wrestling, are you more of a baby face? A heel, an in-betweeny, or are you more of a crowd guy? You know what? I, uh, you know, when, you, when I started out, I started out at 17 years old and weighed 160 pounds and desperately wanted to be a heel. And the promoter at that time said, hey, kid, you know, you're far too good looking to, to be a heel. You're going to be a baby face. Uh, but within a couple of years, you know, I had a promoter come to me and say, you know what? You've got a face that's really easy to hate. So uh, we're going to make you a heel. And at first, I, you know, I, I didn't like it. And then I realized that's where the money is. Uh, so I've been a heel for, you know, 28 of those 30 years. Well, this is going to get interesting. Granny, he's a heel. Tell oh, us yes. what you got for yes. our guest, Vance Nevada. And we have 25 minutes. Go ahead. Well, welcome to the show. And, Yes, I am the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, because I love wrestling. I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a huge fan, but I love I love the wrestling. And I love hollering at the heels. So if I ever had the opportunity to see you in action, I'm sure I would have so much fun playing with you and talking a lot of smack to you. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> you need to come to Arkansas. We've got some good companies and you need to come to Arkansas and Oklahoma and wrestle. You know, we've got some great companies that you could wrestle for, and then you could see Granny Hulkster in action for yourself. So, um, I, I actually, guess one of my I actually questions... did wrestle in uh, in Missouri. 
Uh, I wrestled in Poplar Bluff, Missouri before. Oh, okay. Uh, for, okay. For Burt Prentice way back in the day. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that would have been way back in the day because, unfortunately, we lost Burt Prentice here not too long ago, unfortunately. But, um, but yeah, that, that, would, that would have been awesome to see. But I guess my question to you is what has been one of your – more challenging matches, and what kind of match was it, and who was it against? You know, I think probably, you know, the one that stands out the most uh, would be a series of matches that I had in 2011 and 12 uh, against Adam Pierce, uh, who at that ah. time was the NWA world champion. And I think for me, you know, when, you, when you're on the independence and you reach a level of a success, I guess, to a point where, you find yourself being booked in the main event for various promoters and you sort of get this idea in your head that, well, I've made it like I'm a main event guy. And then when you have the opportunity to work with a guy like Adam Pierce, uh, you really in just the first few moments of the match, get a real good sense of self to realize, ah, I realize why this guy is the world champion and why he is a master. And so it was a very, very uh, humbling experience for me personally to realize that uh, maybe the image that I had of myself as a headline wrestler uh, wasn't as accurate as I thought. Um, but uh, tremendous athlete, tremendous gentleman, master technician in the ring, uh, nothing but a world of respect for Adam Pierce. Wow, that's amazing. That's awesome. We have Vance Nevada as our guest here on 89.1 Kids FM. We've got uh, 22 minutes here. Uh, before we uh, go over to uh, Matthias, we need to uh, take a quick little time out here to do a quick little legal thing here, and we will be right back after we hear this. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZ-FM, Holly, Fargo-Moorhead, independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. And we are back, and I believe Matthias, the modern nightmare, is here. And uh, uh, Vance, he's a wrestler himself, and I know that he's got some great questions that he wants to ask you. And uh, he also, I believe, said that if he uh, had a match with you, he could take you with one hand tied behind his back. So we're going to have him explain himself. Matthias, go ahead. What do you got? Well, yes, you're talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning defending. Oh, my God, who the hell APW World Heavyweight Champion Matthias here. Welcome to my – actually, I'll repeat that now. Uh, Yes, you're talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning defending, undisputed APW World Heavyweight Champion Matthias here. Welcome to my part of the program. Uh, yes, it's always nice to have a fellow wrestler on. And, and uh, as we talked to our previous guest, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with guys such as AJ Sanchez and Danny Duggan and all them. I've been uh, very familiar with them throughout the years. Uh, my main question to you would be, throughout your career, you said you've been wrestling in Canada for about 30-some-odd years. What would you say is one of your biggest struggles you've had all the way from training up until now? Is there a struggle that you still uh, perceive you can't get rid of in, in your career, or is it, or has it kind of just been a smooth sail uh, ever since you started? 
No, I think I think anybody that that would say that they've done 30 years and it was all smooth sailing is lying. Uh, but I would say probably the biggest challenge for me was, you know, in Canada, the, you know, the wrestling cities are so far apart that, you know, you really don't have the same opportunities if you were like maybe in the Northeast United States where, you know, you've got wrestling every two or three hours. Uh, you might even be able to do a double shot on the same day with a matinee. You know, here you have Winnipeg where I started. Uh, you know, the nearest wrestling city to that was Minneapolis, which was eight hours. Uh, or Calgary to the west, which was 14 hours. Uh, to the east was Toronto, which was like a 26-hour drive. So it was really hard geographically to get going. Um, but then uh, as things started to open up in the United States, you know, we would try to get across and, and get some opportunities there. And particularly after I moved to Vancouver, you know, there was action happening in Seattle, in, in Portland, Oregon, uh, down, you know, northern California. And those were all within, you know, like Portland was only a five-hour drive. Anything in Washington State was just a couple of hours. But navigating the border uh, was probably my biggest opponent. So um, in uh, 1999, um, I actually had a vindictive promoter in Winnipeg call ahead to the border uh, and tell them that I was coming across to work without a visa. So I actually was banned from the United States for five years. Uh, and then, yeah, as I started to get rolling again uh, on the West Coast, I was wrestling regularly for Portland Wrestling when they relaunched in 2003 and 2004. Um, and, you know, in, the, in those situations, the promoters weren't taking care of the work visa issues. Uh, and then I got a second ban from the United States. So in total, about 30 years, uh, I was banned for 10 of that uh, from competing in the U.S., and that's a situation that continues to follow me because now I need to have a waiver renewed every two or three years and all of the paperwork to, to show that I'm not going to wrestle in the United States, which, I mean, that is, you have to admit, where the money is in North American wrestling. So, you know, it's pretty much a career killer, uh, you know, to get a contract anywhere. Exactly. And I was going to, I can't believe I never asked this to any of, the, uh, any of our wrestlers. I can't believe I've, I've always forgotten to ask this. Is there a move that anybody has ever come to you and says, hey, I want to give you this? And is there a move that you absolutely refuse to take, an absolute spot you refuse to do, regardless of who it is? Uh, there's probably many. <laughs> and maybe, uh, you know, I remember early on in my career, it was, you know, 1993. Uh, uh, Leatherface had just come back from Japan and he was working with IWA Japan at that time doing, you know, the hardcore stuff. And he was telling us, Hey, there's these guys. And it was at the time, the headhunters, you know, these big, like 400 pounds South African guys that are doing moonsaults off the, off the top rope to the floor. And it gets really over, you know, you're a young guy. You should try that. And I'd never even done a moonsault into the ring before, but there was this pressure of having that internationally traveled vet, and if I could impress him, maybe I could go to Japan. And I attempted to do the moonsault and, uh, you know, got completely upside down and jammed out and skidded down the ring post. Uh, you scra- scraped my back all up, and uh, that was the last time that I attempted a moonsault. Um, and yeah, probably, they're... you know, as I get older... Go ahead. Uh, and, and you're working with different talent, and particularly, you know, young guys that are really enthusiastic but not experienced, there's probably 30% of the stuff that they suggest that I say, I don't think we're doing that tonight. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've uh, there's uh, there's a couple of moves that I was like really hesitant to take. I was wrestling a guy, and he said, "Can I give you a Rikishi driver?" And I'm like, "Well, just to let you know, like nobody's been able to ever really pick me up because I'm 260 pounds, and I wrestle Shit. usually guys that are about my size or about my height, so they usually we don't try to pick each other up." And then he was like, "Well, I could try." And I'm like, "Okay." And he picked me up, and then you know we did it just fine at the show, and I was a little nervous to do it, but it looked good in in the end, but. Yeah, everyone was like, oh, I can try to suplex you because the one time I – the past few times I've actually – people have tried to suplex me. They basically give me a modified brain buster, and I've gotten a few concussions. So I'm just like, yeah, if I could stay to the ground as much as possible, I'd really appreciate it. Right, yeah. <laughs> I remember being in a match one time with, with, a, with a gentleman, and uh, he was pretty inexperienced. But he whipped me into the corner, and as he was whipping me, he said, the Jerry Lynn. And I'm like, I have no idea where this guy's coming from with this call for the Jerry Lynn. And so as he ran at me full speed, I just put up my boot, and he ate it hard. And when we got to the back, he said, hey, why did you do that? I called the Jerry Lynn. I said, well, I saw Jerry Lynn do that in a match one time. I thought that's what you were talking about. I mean, that about. makes sense. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it makes perfect sense because, like, if, if they just – like, and, and you got to – like, if they say just a moo, a name, you're like, well, I don't know what you're going to do, and – Lord knows what you're going to do to me when I'm not prepared for it. So I'm just going to going to stop that wholeheartedly. And then, I mean, he had to take the boot, I suppose, to to eat it. Absolutely. It's just to gotta, realize, hey, we're not doing that. Yeah, absolutely. You got to protect yourself. Exactly. And then um, we were actually at a wrestling event. I was just at a wrestling event last night called Below Zero Wrestling, uh, and a move called Winter Slam, and uh, it was the main event for the BZW Championship. And they, were, uh, they actually pulled out the vertebraker, and that was a move I've actually never seen done at an indie wrestling show at all. And then it was uh, a brother trying to give his initial brother the vertebraker, and they reversed it into a vertebraker. I'm like, I've never seen that done, and that, scared, that, that popped me, but it scared the hell out of me, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agreed. There's a lot of stuff that uh, uh, I find myself watching matches from the back and, and just cringing. At, uh, at some of the impact these guys are taking, you know, early in my career, you know, I was given advice by, you know, one of the, the veterans at that time. And they said, you know, those things that you do to hurt yourself when you're young, they're going to catch up to you when you're older. Uh, you know, and when you're 18 and 19 years old and you think you're bulletproof, you're like, ah, whatever. Uh, but now I'm 47 and believe me, I'm feeling all of those bad decisions on a daily basis. Oh, yeah, like, I I tell everybody, too, because they're asking me how, like, pro wrestling is, and I'm like, well, I've done football, I'm all this, I've done all that, and it's like, my knees are gone, and i got to get them both replaced, but I told them, and they're like, so are you going to keep wrestling? I'm like, well, I'm going to keep going until I literally can't do it anymore, but I'm not doing all this flippy-do kind of thing that I could easily break my neck on or anything like that. Is I've already had it that possibly happen, and I haven't done that big of stuff, and, of course, you have – the athletic people trying to do all this flips and all this. And I'm just like, yeah, I will never ever tempt that. Cause I know if I do once it's going to end uh, pretty bad. And I've injured myself, not even doing uh, many things. Like, I mean, I injured myself getting out of the ring and I've injured myself getting in the ring and, and I've done more like hardcore matches and that kind of stuff than a lot of people I know, but you know, they call me crazy and it's like, well, I mean, I don't do anything too huge. If anything, I, you know, I take a few shots and, that kind of thing, but I don't go like deathmatch, GCW, any, I don't go anywhere that level because, you know, I ain't too stupid, you know what I mean? I'm a little stupid, but not as much. Sure. 
I think Nick Bob would awesome. said it best. He, he would say, uh, you know, if you fall right, it hurts. If you fall wrong, you're retired. That's exactly right. That's awesome. We have we have Vance and Vance, I guess, here on 89.1 Kent FM. So one thing I do want to ask you is uh, you're definitely familiar with uh, Leo Burke, correct? You know, you eclipsed his record. Yes. Now, did you yeah, ha- have Leo- a chance to uh, wrestle him? I didn't. Um, Leo was at the tail end of his career uh, when I broke in in 93. Uh, I think, you know, he wrestled his final match in 97. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so we never did lock horns, but definitely have uh, over the years drank a few beers together and, uh, and enjoyed his stories from, from his tales uh, on the road. So when you were about to, when you were about to eclipse his record, did, did you, did he, did he contact you or did somebody put you in contact with him to say, you know, did he come out and support you? Like if, you know, like when, like a, a baseball player is about to break somebody's record, they come out and support him in the crowd. Did, did that happen or not really? No, un- unfortunately, uh, uh, Leo is, is now in hospice care. Uh, with advanced stages of dementia, um, and so he uh, he doesn't he doesn't go out anymore. Um, but uh, I have been by to visit him, and uh, and and share the latest book because he's very heavily featured in it, and uh, he was very appreciative of that. And when you when you were going on this this streak, when did you find out that you were close to? the record or did you did you know it from the beginning no you know what i think you know when, you know when you're wrestling it, it's you know you're so immersed in you know the day-to-day of what you're doing or the week-to-week of you know yeah we're doing this town okay that means that uh you know we're wrestling on friday uh so we need to have that promo cut by a week before and and we need to have the pictures to the newspaper by this date and time uh, you don't you don't really count it up as you go. And in fact, it wasn't until I was putting together uh, my book, Uncontrolled Chaos, and I really wanted to make sure that the book wasn't just anecdotal; that we actually had facts and stats and records in there. So, one of the the pieces of data that we had put in there was most title reigns for men and women uh, domestically in Canada, and then also most title reigns for men and women and tag teams. Uh, internationally outside of the country and it wasn't until we started putting that list together that I was like oh man uh, I'm like number two like if I have two more championship reigns like I eclipsed Leo Burke uh, and then had just an incredible year in in 2002 coming out of the pandemic uh, where I found myself back in those in those championship positions for for two different organizations Um, so it was a bit of a surprise to get there actually that is cool. Now, what's interesting about all your title range and everything is all the different legends that you've had a chance to meet and wrestle. Now, I know that you've wrestled Jim the Anvil Neidhart. How I many have, other? Yeah, I, was, yeah I, I had the opportunity to both both team with and wrestle against Jim Neidhart. Uh, wrestled the Honky Tonk Man, Tito Santana, Tatanka. Um, mm-hmm. Matt Bourne, 
Um, oh, he's a, he's kind of a jerk, isn't he? Matt Bourne, uh, you know, had a very bad reputation, but at the time that I met him, it was you know long after his his run as Doink, and he was back on the independents. Um, and and he was just a dynamic human being. Uh, you know, I really enjoyed working with Matt. Uh, he was very very old school, both in his approach to matches, but uh, just in, in the way that he interacted with his peers in the locker room. I, uh, I became really good friends with Matt after having the opportunity to work with him. I actually knew Matt Bourne when he wrestled for traditional championship wrestling in the independent scene here in Arkansas, where I'm from. Uh, I had the opportunity to get to know Matt before he passed away. Best of that is our guest here. We got on 89.1 Ken's FM. We got seven minutes here. And for those of you who listen to our show from time to time, know if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, you like that. Go to Ken's FM page, 89.1 Ken's FM on Facebook. Like that, do a $10 a month donation, Power of the Tower. We'll get you qualified to win a autograph from past guests, future guests, and or current guests. Now, would you be willing to send a few for giveaways? Yeah, absolutely. We can, we can get those in the mail tomorrow morning. Awesome. And I would def, I would definitely love to read that book. I'll even send you a bonus if you if you need that. But I would love to read your your book. Now you said we unfortunately we only got six minutes left here. I wish we had six more years because I, I'd like to. What well, you know? What I'll tell you. What would you be willing to join us again so we can just talk about your books? Yeah, I would love that. All right, here's what I'm going to do. When uh, I'm going to look, you know, we had we just lost Manny Popo, who was supposed to be a yeah. guest on our show later this year, and unfortunately he's not going to be able to do that because he passed away, which is really sad to me instead of all of us for the loss in the wrestling community. Would you be willing to take his slot? I would be honored to do so. All right, I will get you the information on that, and I'll also get you the information on where to send the autographs. So we got uh, Vance Nevada here. We got five minutes left. Now, one thing that people know that have been listening to us for the last six years, I don't. I have an issue with the honky tonk man, and I'm not going to make this about him. But the the issue I have with him is I invited him to be on the show, and he sure. says to me, "Well, I don't do Mama Basement Radio, so I'm not coming on your show." And I was like thinking, you know, and I'll tell you what, you're you're in such high demand right now. I can understand why you'd refuse my request, it, and it was just—it it, it was just rude for him to turn us down. I, am I wrong in having ill will on that? No, I—I I think you know, Honky. I've had the opportunity to to work with him a lot, uh, you know, all over Canada, you know, in headline matches on the East Coast and the West Coast, and and he and I have always gotten along, but I've definitely. Uh, seen experiences that other promoters have had or other wrestlers have had with him that uh, weren't as positive, and I can certainly understand why they would be upset about that. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, you know, sometimes the advice that we get is never meet your heroes because they're going to let you down, um, and and sometimes that's how those interactions go. Awesome. I you know I've never heard that. I, I've never heard it put that way before, and I'm actually going to put that quote up on our website. That is that is a great quote. We got 
Mr. Nevada here. we got four minutes left here, so we can do this here. If our fans want to check you out and see, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got? Yeah, you can catch me on Facebook. Uh, just look for Vance Nevada. You can find my own profile and, and my fan page. There's also a uh, Facebook page for the book, Uncontrolled Chaos Book, uh, where you can see some of the uh, endorsement photos from some of the, the top wrestling stars that are uh, getting behind the product, including current WWE head uh, Kevin Owens. You can also find me on Instagram at BeefyG underscore Vance. And uh, I've been posting a lot of, uh, you know, personal pictures from uh, my years in wrestling and some of the rough matches and, and folks that I've met over the years uh, there as well. That is cool. we got about uh, three minutes here left with you. If what, what uh, What's your schedule like the next couple weeks? Are you doing appearances? Are, are you... Uh, I know you're you're retired from competition, uh, from competition, but do you still pop in every now and then? You know what? Actually, I had I had in, intended to retire uh, at the end of 2022. Uh, you know, just because the, the the wear and tear on my knees and my hips is starting to catch up with me. But what's been really fascinating is that since the book uh, came out in August, the demand for me has shot through the roof again so from september 7th to the end of the year i only had three weekends home i was on the road somewhere uh across canada and and i thought well that you know typically you know the the interest dies off and you've got a bit of a hot streak and then and then you're sitting at home waiting for the phone to ring but i really haven't had that break uh you know this weekend you know i'm off to british columbia uh for matches in Kelowna and kamloops we've got dates on the schedule for ottawa uh, I'll be in New Brunswick and Prince Edward Island on the east side of Canada this spring. So, uh, you know, I've already got you know 25 or 30 dates where I'll be doing book signings and wrestling matches uh, heading into the summer. And, you know, uh, as long as the demand stays up and my body holds out, well, I'm just going to keep going. Cool. So basically you're on the, you went from the farewell tour in 2022 to the, I can't say goodbye tour in 2023. A little bit like that, yeah. You know, my, my wife has uh, been razzing me because, you know, I thought, well, you know, when I hit the 20-year milestone, I thought, well, this would be a good time to step away and and retire. And now here we are uh, at the 30-year milestone, and and we're still not quite there yet. So, you know, she she's razzing me about it to say, I don't think you'll ever retire. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's uh, it's still fun to get out there on the road and meet the fans uh, and, and get to interact with some great wrestling talent from coast to coast. And uh, as long as it's still making money and I'm still having fun, I think we'll just keep keep doing it. You know, and the other interesting thing is, you know, you could say, uh, if any, you know, your wife always says that she'll never retire, but you could say, you know what, I'm good to my family. I never go home. <laughs> Yeah, you know, my my wife actually has a vacation planned this this summer. She wants to go see Def Leppard in Dublin, Ireland in July. And it's going to be an expensive trip for her to go and and she said, you, "Are you know, does that bother you?" I said, "No, it doesn't bother me that you're going to go do this trip and take your 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 best friend and you're going to go and have a great time." I said, "But, you know, just don't stress about what I need to do to make the money for you to go." Because <laughs> I know I'm going to be a you, lot away a have lot. Have you ever seen them in concert? I did. They uh, 
I, I saw them as part of their big uh, concert or stadium tour uh, last last year with uh, Motley Crue and Poison and Joan Jett here in here in Edmonton, Canada. Yeah, that tour is coming to our our Fargo Dome uh, this summer. Okay, and it was I believe it was two years ago, just before COVID, that I saw Def Leppard and Journey together, and. They put on a heck of a great show, and it's really awesome. So I hope you get to go see them again. That's awesome. But I'll tell you what, you are awesome, Mr. Nevada, and I will send you the information for the for the giveaways, and I will definitely have you on again. I'll get you that date, and we'll get you booked as soon as I, I can uh, get everything all squared away for you, okay? That sounds great. It was absolutely my pleasure talking to you all today, and I look forward to doing it again. Awesome. Thank you, sir. You have a good night. We appreciate it. You bet. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Nevada. All right, that's cool. So we're just waiting for our legend, Bob Cook, to call in, and hopefully that will be soon. But what we're going to do here, we'll take a quick little timeout, and hopefully we'll get our next guest on after we hear these messages from our sponsors. So give us a few seconds, and we will be back after these messages. As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. Tune in every Friday night at 8 p.m. and join me, Joel Snary Night, as my music from outer space gets intercepted by your eardrums. We've got rock. We've got electronic. We've got old novelty records. We've got pizza. Okay, that technology is still being worked on, so until we can perfect the transmission of a pizza directly to your mouth, for now we can have an hour-long buffet of rock and roll every Friday night. That's Rock and Roll Space Station, Fridays at 8 p.m., right here on the best station in all the galaxy, and Fargo, of course, Ken's FM. And we are back here on 89.1 Ken's FM. We're waiting for our guest to call, and I'm going to get him on the line to find out what the issue is. So in the meantime, if you guys just want to chat while I do this, I'll be right back. Go ahead. You guys chat it up. Okay, well. Sounds I mean, like it's you've got a busy weekend, Matthias. <laughs> yeah, well, with, you know, car trouble and then having to defend your title and then going back to doing another Wisconsin show and then we got Minnesota and North Dakota again and this will be the uh, one weekend that I get to not have wrestling and then the next weekend I'm back out in Wisconsin and then I go to Bismarck and I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm really glad that I'm finally getting to go out on the road and or hit the road again and continue wrestling. It's just has been one of the more busier years, which, you know, as a wrestler, I sure won't complain about it. I, I enjoy being That's able to do sure. more programs and, and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I still got my main job where I make the big bucks, but every time I get to go back in that ring, it's always, uh, it's always a big stress release. And, of course, work is always full of stress depending on who you ask. So. That's true. That's very true. So... Yeah, I've been waiting for you to busy. get me down to Arkansas. Well, I'm working on that. I mean, like I said, um, 
Ozark Mountain Wrestling, they're supposed to be making a big announcement in the next couple of days. Um, and we actually had another promotion start um, right here in Springdale called Diamond State Wrestling that I could probably okay. get you hooked up with a promoter that is over that, um, that is in charge of Diamond State Wrestling. I could probably get you, send you his information and let you get in uh, contact with him. Okay. His name yeah, is I mean, Alex, Alex, Alexander Gold is his name, and you can find him on Facebook, and I can send him a message and, you know, send him your info, and, you know, and if you would like for me to do that, I can definitely do that for you. Oh, of course. You know, like I said, I'm always more than uh, more than happy to work. Uh, I'm always more than happy to go local or work at other promotions, especially, you know, the states, because I've got uh, – South Carolina and the books coming up. And then, of course, I've got, uh, you know, I'm trying to get down to Tennessee to a couple of promotions. And, of course, I've been waiting mm-hmm. to get down to Arkansas and, and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, whenever whenever an opportunity will present itself or whenever somebody will reach out to me, I'll be uh, more than happy to get on down there and uh, to wrestle because, of course, my cousin lives down in your guys' area. So, whenever, uh, if I told him I was coming down to wrestle, I guarantee we'd get a, a – they, they both be coming to the show because, you know, everyone – Everyone wants to see me get my butt kicked all the time, and I'm more than happy to do it to make someone happy, especially those little little brats of Fargo, North Dakota. Well, there is one thing oh, I do my. want to ask you about. There is one thing I do want to ask you about, Matthias, and I have no idea where our third guest is. We have 33 minutes before our theme song hits, our outro hits. So if, you know, it's probably, it's probably going to bore fans, but I guess the three of us can just talk and catch up till either our next guest calls in or we figure out what's going on. But here's what we'll do here. You know, last week, of course, Matthias, you know, we did miss you. And I want to kind of talk to somebody, uh, you know, everybody would probably think I'm talking about myself, which I am. I don't know if you guys knew this or not. I kind of sent it uh, to a chat to both you guys, but I was offered two more film roles. Over the last two weeks, I don't know if you guys were aware of this. Yeah, I got I saw that. that. Yeah, the next project I'm going to be involved in is Friday the Thirteenth Blood Loss. Now I know Matthias. I know you know Friday the Thirteenth. Well, of course. Now, wouldn't it be interesting? Isn't it interesting to have someone that you know actually in one of those movies? Well, yeah, it's, it's always like with fan film. It's always nice to be able. to, I mean, I'm like I said, it's, it's nice that you get to be a part of it and stuff like that. It's a great. It's a great film series, and with uh, with a with a similar name. It's I don't know what their plans are for that film, but I mean it's always interesting when you get to say, "Hey, I was in, you know, a Friday the Thirteenth uh, fan film." It's always a great experience. Now, have you had a chance to read the script I gave you for our project that you and I are going to be doing together? Yeah, I, I actually got to read, and then um, well, the dang thing was sixty-eight pages. So what I did was I I remembered my character's name, and I screenshotted the. Uh, the dialogue that I have to read or that I have to do. So I was kind of looking at that a little bit. Haven't done much recently with all my wrestling going on, but I'll have to start digging into it again because of uh, we're getting the film coming up here in like a couple of months. So, And what's interesting is that he sent me the final script, which is actually 74 pages. Jesus. And what's interesting is the fact that he is giving, well, I'll tell you what. 
I don't want you guys to take this out of context. He gave me the opportunity to be part of this project. And when he was on with us, if you remember, I said, would you be willing to have a part for both of us? And you and I are both listed as executive producers of this project, which which is called The Legacy. And as we know, part three is available right now. Part three is available right now, and you can find it on Tubi. And part one and part two are going to be filming. Now, we can't go – we can't talk about plots or lines or anything like that. But we can – we can tell what are basically that our characters are going to be in part one and part two. What capacity in part two? I don't know, but I know that we'll both be in it. Okay, perfect. And what's interesting is I've always said that if I ever got the leg up in a project, film project, sports team, which will never happen, anything, radio, movies, TV, entertainment, anything. I said that I would do whatever I can to get my friends involved, and I've done that. Now, I don't ever expect anything to be reciprocated back, but I'm glad I'm able to get people involved that are my friends. And I do believe we have the long-awaited Big Swing. Are you there, sir? Hey, hey. Hey, man. How's it going? Oh, another day, another dollar, you know. How, How are much you, time you got? Um, I got to the rest of the show if you need it. Well, good. We're going to need I, I don't know what happened to my guests. You know, that that's happened to us in the past, that guests have had to cancel or forgot to call in or fell asleep or whatever. But the reason you. why I wanted yeah. you to – yeah, the reason why I want to mm-hmm. call in to you, uh, I, you to call in – and I don't know if Granny Hoekstra or Matthias are aware of this, but you should be aware of this, Big Swing. What hmm. does April 3rd, 2023 mean to you? April 3rd, 2023. What does that mean to you? Well, April 23rd. Why, why should I Why should I be aware of April, April 23rd? That's our, that's our seventh anniversary. Ah, yes. Okay, I knew it was in April, but I wasn't sure that it was the 23rd. Okay, seven I kind of figured that's what it was, Icon, you know, even well, I, I, I haven't been a part of it like, that long, but... Well, I was trying to think well we actually started April 2nd, like, no, seven years September. ago. Yeah, but I'm sitting there, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm like, I'm like, wedding? No, that was September. I was like, it was this, it was that, I was like, uh, I don't know, but yes, I, I knew it was in April, but yeah, April 2nd. I, I, like I said, yeah, I knew the date wasn't exactly the 23rd. And I'm going to go ahead and announce this now. The uh, April 2nd, seven years ago is when it actually started, when Dustin actually came here to Fargo for Maui Madness. And I I told him, I said, you know what? If you ever are looking for somebody to be part of whatever you're doing, I would love to come work for you. And if you remember, the next week, that was after WrestleMania, that's when – we played past the phone, if you remember. We had Buff Bagwell on. We had myself. We had Dustin on. We had Scott Steiner. We, pass, we If you remember, we played past the phone. 
And that was also, I do believe, the WrestleMania where Stephanie McMahon wore that tight leather outfit when she came out with Triple H in the in the motorcycle. Uh, yes, I believe that was back in the Authority days. I believe, yeah, correct. And, yeah, and I know that our fans are going to say, "Oh, he's going to talk about that again." But Big Swing, look at where we've come from where we started. Mm. Long way. Yeah, remember we, we remember we used to come on the air talk about how bad Monday Night Raw was, and we used uh, and remember that was, was that was entertaining for about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, that and was then, Dustin's vision because for anybody who doesn't know Dustin, um, he's very um, animated and he's, he's uh, extremely opinionated, and uh, one of his favorite things to do is to. Uh, Complain, um, or or use a word that I can't use on the FM airwaves, but it starts with a B. And uh, he he just likes he likes negativity. You know what I'm saying? He he thrives off of being the the Debbie Downer in every situation. So uh, the fact that he would come on and complain about you know he wanted to make a show about how terrible WWE had become uh, was not surprising to me at all. But me having grown up as a kid through the Attitude Era. Uh, the Ruthless Aggression era, and then, you know, maybe like the early CM Punk days when he was still the greatest in the world and all that, I was like, hmm, okay, it is kind of cheesy now compared to what it was and my nostalgia. So I was like, yeah, I'll go along with this, but you were right. We definitely needed to uh, spice a little something up because I don't think the show would have lasted if it was just a a complaint fest uh, for, you know, every, every Monday night. And what's interesting about that is, if you if you remember, I started out as a call-in guy, and then we had, it was, I believe it was you, me, and Dustin, and a few others. Unfortunately, the few others decided to move on and do other things. Dustin's moved on to do other things. Technically, you moved on to do other things. Really, when you think about it, I'm the, I'm the sole survivor that's left that's been on every single week since this thing started. Um, yeah. You actually you, you actually have, yes. And Granny the, the, the second longest behind that. Yeah. Right. And Granny do you remember when you joined us how long ago that was? Oh, it was a while. Probably I know maybe at least three years ago, maybe. I mean It was around I think now. it was like four. I think four? it was four because okay. remember well, we, it, we had your friend. Three, I knew it was three or four because I remember my very good friend Chelsea Stackhouse calling in that one night, and I called in to listen to the show because I know Chelsea quite well. Her and her wonderful husband Sam Stackhouse are very, very good friends of mine, and through the wrestling business. And then it wasn't like maybe not even a day after I was on the show with you all that Icon contacted me and said, hey, how, you know, Big Swing and I talked, how would you like to become a part of the show? <laughs> That's how Granny got on board. And, and you know, and, it, uh, it, it's, it's funny because we we actually caught a uh, a hidden gem with Granny because, you know, I see this all the time in my FM shows is, you know, we'll get our our daily callers or our weekly callers or we'll, we'll get somebody who we hear from all the time. And 
you know, by no means are, are we going to make them a co-host. You know, I mean, yeah, we, we we like their calls every week and they're fun and we got little nicknames for them. But no, like we're not going to, you know, you don't have any degree in radio. You're like, this isn't your thing. But um, but with Granny and, and the beauty of it being a podcast and the beauty of it being new was we needed new faces and ideas and voices and new opinions. And with a podcast, you can have as many co-hosts as you want. There's just everything's canon when it comes to comes to a podcast. So, um, you know, we had a lot of callers in the early stages uh, that were, uh, for lack of a better word, useless. Um, but uh, <laughs> Granny was not. Granny was not one of them, and uh, she ended up sticking around this long, which is which is great because I thought for sure she would have gotten tired of the icon by now. Um, but you know, hey. Who knows? Well, that well that that's kind of hard to do, but now <laughs> Matthias, now I I believe you've been here with us what two years now? Um, yeah, just at least a year and a half, close to two. And I believe that you started out as you know you and I w- talked about uh, your wrestling career when you and I were both working for the Invaders together. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. And I I was talking to you about wrestling and. Remember, I made you your very first collector's card. I believe that's when you were wearing a hood or a mask or something at that time. Yep, that was when I, I think, well, the first one you made me, yeah, I believe that was the, yeah, that was the one where I put on that, that, that uh, haunted mask because I was uh, hanging out next to my friend, the demon. So, yeah, I think I wore that, I wore that for a match one time, and then, yeah, that was the picture we took, and I posted that, so. And, you know, and not that I'm breaking here, but, the only the only name of this show that I don't own, I do not own Granny Hulkster. That's hers. I do own Big Swing, and I do own the Modern Nightmare. That's why I call you guys that, because in, in technically I own that, and I've always will own the icon, even though someone did try and steal my personalized plates one time, and apparently oh, wow. the guy was going, yeah, the guy was going around saying that he was me, and I'm like, how dare you do that? I am him. I am the only he, icon. Like How you? could you do that? No. Because, I mean, you're, 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 you're a high you're school pretty, kid. You're, you're, oh, okay. I was going to say, because if this was recent, like, I mean, you're, you're a pretty recognizable figure, dude. I mean, there's not very many people that look like you, especially in, 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 in Fargo, North Dakota, which isn't exactly the most populous place on the planet. So I, I think that, you know, if this was recent, I'd be like, yeah, that was a bad call, bro. <laughs> But, right, and you remember when you came down here, when you asked about me, people knew who I was. Yeah, see, so um, let me just go on the switchboard here and see what we got for time. Oh, we got plenty of time, 25 minutes, okay. Um, well, we got 20 so, minutes before our theme sounds too, but go ahead. True, true. Um, so I get down there, you know, it's March, Um it's March, and uh, it, it's it's you know it's cold up here in New York, but it's not anything like I experienced there. I, I get to Fargo, North Dakota. Well, well, I get to Minneapolis, Minnesota. I rent a car. I drive all the way out to um, to, to Fargo, about two hour ride from Minneapolis. Uh, I, I get within fifty miles of Fargo. It's a beautiful day. Like sun is in the sky. There's no wind. Nothing. I get within fifty miles of Fargo, and I'm in a blizzard. And uh, I, I, I get there, and and literally, like like the sky just goes like like you see Fargo, North Dakota, fifty miles, the sky just goes gray, right? So um, I, I get there, and uh, I'm in three feet of snow. I literally I'm in snow up to my knees, 
um, in March, mind you, mid-March. Like, March Madness tournament was, was about to go on. Like, this was, like, the second, third week of March. And, um, you know, I, I pull in my rental car, and I'm walking in. I see Mick Foley limping in. I see Billy Gunn. I see all these guys because we were there for an event for this March Madness event. And I'm like, okay, this is cool, but I have no idea where I am. Everybody talks funny, you know, they're, you know, uh, not funny, I shouldn't say that, um, but they talk differently than I do here in New York. And everybody's, um, you know, saying, oh, you got to go down here, you got to go down there. I'm here to meet the icon. I have to do this podcast with him. I have no idea where I'm going, what I'm doing. I said, hey, uh, I'm looking for Scott. And they look at me like, Dude, that's a pretty common name. There's a lot of Scots. I was like, oh, um, looking for a, a, a guy who wears a black trench coat, uh, long long hair, sunglasses inside, uh, a lot of chains. Uh, I think he goes by the icon. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw him down there. Like, I think he's down that hallway if you want to go down there. I'm like, oh, okay, you know. And I, I, I turn and I look and, and you know, I, he's sort of looking at me because he hadn't met me yet really either. Looking at me, he's like, kind of giving me that, like, dog, you know, cocked the head to one side thing, wasn't sure. And then he was like, swig, swig, swig. I was like, yeah. He's, oh. He starts walking towards me with these big strides with a trench coat on. And I'm like, I, I what is going to happen? Like, am I kidding? Am I, I going to die right now? Like, what is happening? And, um, and no, he came over. And he, was, he was the nicest dude ever. Intimidating look. But, uh, you know, he got me through it and, and showed me everybody and introduced me to everybody. And, uh, you know, every, everybody knows who he is. And and that's that that was good because they're like, oh, you were the icon, you're in good company around here, and I'm like, oh, it's great, okay, you know. Uh, I'm um, saying, <laughs> yeah. It was, and if it you was, remember, it was, literally, it, it was literally like like going to Hollywood and asking for Leo DiCaprio. That's really what it was like. And if you remember that night, uh, you and I, we, you and I sponsored Ma, Ma, uh, Mariah Prussia that night. Uh, our show yeah. sponsored her appearance. Yeah. How is she doing? Whatever happened to her? Uh, she is boxing now, and she is just unbelievably kicking some major tail right now with who okay, she's been good. boxing. I believe she is undefeated. Unfortunately, she's always so busy doing this. The last time I saw her, she was uh, 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 one of my bridesmaids at my wedding. And un- unfortunately, uh, of the the four of us, only two of us were there, me and Matthias. Unfortunately, you, you got COVID, so you weren't able to come up, and Granny was unable to uh, join us. But we're, the, the doors are always open for you to uh, come on back down. And Bernadette, my wife, is wanting to go to New York and hopefully that we could come visit you and have some fun out there for, I don't know, maybe a couple of days uh, just to visit yeah, you yeah. and you can show us around New, New York. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not in the city, right? Well, yeah, I know, but I know you okay, know how to get right. there. Okay. No, of course. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just, I just, everyone just assumes that New York is New York city. So I just, I just wanted you to know that I'm actually, up in the suburbs. I'm about two hours north of the city, so just so you know. But all right, good, good, good. As long as you know that, because I didn't want you being like, probably, hey, uh, I'm bored, you know. Although yeah, and I'll, and I'll probably, uh, 
Yeah, and I'll probably show up there wearing my trench coat and my glasses up. People think I'm a native. <laughs> but anyway, I want to tell you. In New York, dude, nothing's out of the ordinary. You see all sorts of crazy stuff when you start going to the city. There's actually a guy in Times Square uh, called the Naked Cowboy. Now, he's not, fully, he's not fully naked, but he's a guy who stands there. It doesn't matter the weather, season, rain, sleet, snow, sun, whatever. He stands there in his tighty-whitey underwear playing old country on his, on his guitar, um, and, and people give him money, and they walk by and they take pictures with him and all sorts of stuff. I mean, you see anything in the city. But there's, there's 8 million people in a 13-mile-long and 2-mile-wide stretch of land. I mean, you see everything. So it's insane. You know, and the interesting thing is, so I want you to mark it on your calendar. I don't know what you'll be doing with baseball at that time, but it is around the opening time, April 3rd. Yeah, it's it's, it's early on. No, not April 23rd, April 3rd. The third. Oh yeah, yeah. But either way, that's that's still early, early, early in the season. So yeah. So I'll let you guys know who we got on that show. We have uh, we have Ty Burr returning. He's the movie critic, and we okay. are scheduled to have Paul Borghese, who is from New York. He played uh, y- Yogi Berra in the movie Sixty One, and we're also going to have Barry Pepper who played Roger Maris in the movie 61 for the opening of baseball season. And Deborah Richards is going to return that night as well. That will mark her 10th time on the show. So, and Dustin said that he will join us that night. So hopefully you'll be able to join us and be with us. Yeah. Well, let me, let me go on my calendar. Cause you know, that's, that's right around the corner now for me. It's not like we're talking about next year. Um, believe it or not, April third is a Monday night. Believe it or not, no, yeah, April third. Well, I don't know. I think opening day for baseball is like the twenty sixth or something. But mm-hmm. uh, I can always get I can always get somebody to cover um, the games. I, I'm going to be doing the games at like, I'm going to be at Yankee Stadium for a lot of them. But I don't think it's that's going to start until till May or June. So uh, I, sh- I should be good to go April third. Yeah, should be no issue. Awesome. I might even go so, in the studio and, so I can have a little better uh, better quality, and I'm not calling in on a cell phone. <laughs> well, that's fine. And uh, yeah. Matthias, I know you're going to be here for that, and Granny, you'll be here for that. I mean, that's when you think about it, everybody nowadays has a podcast. Am I right? It seems um, like everybody tries. And not everybody does, but everybody certainly tries. We definitely have the long the, the longevity, I would say. And we have, I think. We we've been the most successful as well. I mean, how many podcasts can say one they have their own theme song so they don't have to play somebody else's music and pay rights? They they get multiple guests from multiple walks of life, whether it be sports stars, actors, actresses, writers, poets, you name it. And also the fact that they're on they're heard on three on two different radio stations, eighty nine point one Kins FM and ESP New York. So. It's, well, if I'm going to be candid and, and pull and pull the, the curtain back a little bit here, uh, when we first came up with the idea, um, I was a little bit of a skeptic. I was like, "Hey, we had Buff Bagwell, that was cool, um, and you know, but how long is this gonna is this gonna last? Is this is this gonna be something that people are gonna care about? Is this something that we can continue to do?" and you know, I know with my radio shows, like my sports shows and stuff, obviously the majority of it is talking. Yes, we take callers, but you go back and forth with your host and your co-host and you have topics and you play sound bites and you do this. And, 
you know, you do things to keep it interesting. For me, I'm like, oh, we're just sitting there talking to three people a night. Like, how interesting could that be? And uh, like I said, I, I wasn't as big of a believer in the format at first. Um, but but boy, um, was I you know was I wrong on that with uh, how popular it's become. Where we have wrestlers, well, not not even just wrestlers, but mostly wrestlers, but not not just not limited to, but reaching out to us specifically. Uh, say, hey, when, when am I coming on your show? Oh, hey, I have a friend who, who wants to get on your show. Or, oh, hey, you know, I have a client who I would love to get them on your show. I mean, most small time, and we don't get me wrong, we are small time. None of us are still really getting, you know, a huge paycheck out of this, if if anything at all. Um, we, we, we would still be considered small time in the FCC scale. Uh, what other small time podcast doesn't have to bust their behind to go out and get people and basically offer, you know, a, a, anything short of sexual favors to get somebody on the air. You know what I mean? Like, hey, dude, I'll do absolutely anything. Just come on, talk to us. No, we got people coming to us. We got people. We got to book them out till 2024 because we don't have enough room because we only have a one week show. So, um, you know, I kind of, I, I do want to talk to you off the airwaves uh, regarding possibility of. of making this more than one day a week, uh, even if it's a sub-show or a smaller show or, a, you know, do like a Raw SmackDown or Nitro Thunder, if that's your thing, type of, type of deal. But, uh, I, again, that, that's something that might be in the works down the road. I, I don't know because, you know, I, I know a lot of these guests, um, things might happen like happened tonight. I'm not I, – I, again, I wasn't on. I don't know what happened with the guests tonight. But sometimes, you know, if it were me, for example – and you booked me on a show in April of 2024, there's, there's a very, very good chance with the quote that Icon loves so much, prior obligations and life's complications, that I probably would totally forget about it unless you were up, you know, up my butt to remind me about it. So um, I think to be able to, to get a lot of these guests on and, and spoken to um, you know, relatively quickly – uh, and, and get as much content out there as we can uh, is something that we we got to do. And, and I'll admit, I've been slacking a little bit from the production standpoint, um, you know, with the, with the new baby and everything. I've been uh, kind of sitting back in the shadows and letting you guys run it. But uh, And you've done a good job. I'm not saying you, you didn't, but um, we have to start really pumping the Facebook and getting an Instagram up and running and really starting to, to market this bad boy. So, you know, new year, new show, uh, really – you know, we've got to start making some some big changes. So, how is the baby, course, by the way? He's good, very good. She's actually a really good baby. I, I I was under the impression that if babies are awake, they're screaming. So I was like, oh god, I'm not. You know, I I'm, I didn't sign up for this. You know, I'm like, oh man. But no, she's actually been really good. She just sits around and babbles and looks around. She only really cries if she wants her bottle and needs a diaper change. But she's she's actually been been very very good so far, which is refreshing. how old is she now? <laughs> Um, as of the eighth of this month, well, so in two days, she'll be officially two months. She was born on December eighth. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So still awesome. young, and but starting to really kind of look around and see things interact, which is nice. So has uh, she that discovered icon? that she has a voice yet? <laughs> no. Well, um, well, no? she has a voice, but 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 she, I mean, she babbles and stuff, but she doesn't um obviously not saying anything. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, she just she's discovered she can make sounds and oh, you know. Yeah. Well, and, actually, and, and I, I do need to get 
I do, I do need to want. make one correction, though. Yes. We are actually booked now until the end of 20. Uh, we're actually booked till the beginning of 2025 now, actually. Ah. Well then. <laughs> we we have we have two solid years worth of guests right now. Well, look at that. And which which is again the same point I made. If 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 you tell me, oh yeah, we'll see you in 2025, chances are I'm going to forget about it, and because I I just have a lot going on. I know a lot of <clears throat> people that we talk to have a lot going on. So I'm going to try to find a way. Uh, I'll work on it this week. Try to find a way to get a lot of these people on. Um, you know, and 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 get them. Uh, Get them interviewed a little quicker, hopefully. But um, but we'll see we'll see how it works. We'll see what we can do. Um, one one other thing, and and I, I want to say this from a quick, uh, complete 180 standpoint, uh, as as the show's anniversary looms nearer. Uh, is it me, or has Raw been kind of like sneakily good the last couple of weeks? Um, and, 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 you know, I, I don't usually get a chance to watch Raw, but I've been sitting home, you know, with the baby and everything. I haven't been working, and I've been, I might as well watch Raw. Why not? And, uh, and yeah, it's been, it's been strangely good. Uh, for those of you who missed it, who are wrestling fans, and uh, Icon and Granny, I can send you guys the link if you would like. Uh, one of the best talkers in the business right now, and I'm not talking about myself. One of the best talkers in the business right now, Paul Heyman. Uh, had a very, very personal uh, promo with Cody Rhodes. Um, and and they're really building a personal storyline going into WrestleMania. And uh, it even included Paul Heyman kind of tearing up a little bit. So uh, definitely dramatic, definitely something, something worth checking out. Um, the final match of the night with Becky Lynch and Bailey in a steel cage had a surprise a surprise guest. Yep. Coming to, coming yep. to make I the saw stage. that. So, I saw that. For those of you who, for those of you who haven't watched it, we won't give you any spoilers. But no, Raw has actually been strangely good. And you know, ever since they pulled the PG brand off and let Triple H do his thing, uh, things have gotten a lot better, actually. Yeah. But it just, you know, it just makes you wonder what uh, Vince McMahon is going to do now that he's back. You never know. But. Anyway, yeah. we we got um, how much time we got left here before we uh, well, nine we got about minutes. five minutes. Here. Nine. Well, yeah, we no, got nine got five, minutes, okay. and then we got five minutes before we. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what, we need to take a quick little break. Yeah, we need to take okay. a quick, quick little break, and we'll be back after these messages uh, from one of our big sponsors. So we'll be back. Stick with us after Boom. this message. The new Wood Spring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. What's Free Streets of Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. The following announcement has been paid for by the Attitude Era. Monday, live, Monday. This is the Icon. Listen to 89.1 Ken's FM, Monday night from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Join me, Granny Holster, Matthias, and The Big Swing for the hottest interviews with interesting guests from film, literature, sports, and more. The Attitude Era. Monday, live, Monday. 
believe it or not, I actually love that promo. There's a reason why I love that promo because I wrote it. <laughs> and by the way, that was. Uh, did you guys recognize the the voice of the NWO? He did that promo for us. I did notice that. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, he was a he was a guest. What, Matthias? Three months ago now, maybe. Uh, at least half a year, if not more. I think he was near the beginning of 2022. Right. Yeah, and it, you know all these guests kind of run together. But you know the one thing, Big Swing. I was kind of hoping you would be uh, join us that you would join us when we had Eric Bischoff on. We were really hoping that you had been on with us for that. I I honestly really really wanted to talk to Eric, um, but that unfortunately was a uh, a bad night for me in terms of what I had going on uh, personally, um, and I wanted to maybe catch the last however many minutes of it, but. Uh, yeah, I had I had a lot of questions for Eric, but you know, hey, he's a friend of the show. Maybe we'll get him on again at some point. Um, you know, but yeah, that, that that's one I'm kicking myself about because all the major like major interviews that we've had with like big time Attitude Era and before stars that we've had on, uh, you know, I, I've been here for. You know, the Ken Shamrocks, the DDP, you know. Uh, uh, Gil- Gilbert, yes, I'll consider him a star of their animal, uh, the, you know, from Legion of Doom. Um, you know, all these guys um, I've been on for. So, yeah, Bischoff, I'm kicking myself about, certainly. Um, but, uh, you know, we got to talk to Vicky Guerrero, which was nice. I, I liked that one. But, uh, but yeah, you know, just something something life got in the way, and unfortunately couldn't make it on. And, you know, I'm still trying to work on getting your hero on with us. I know if I can get your hero on, you will drop everything to to interview him. I know you will. I literally, and, and again, you know, don't take this the wrong way for anybody that's out there listening, but if you got uh, the four-letter word, if you got Edge, or if you got the five-letter word, Bliss, I, I know you can't talk to Alexa Bliss because she's under contract, but if you got Edge or Bliss on, I would drop the baby to get on the air. I know that's I know that's terrible to say, but I'd be like, hold on, daddy's busy. Hey, Icon, I I I sent a couple pictures to Big Swing today. My son got a T-shirt from one of our wrestling referee friends. He had some a lot of you know different shirts uh, for sale, you know WWE shirts and stuff that he was you know that he had that he was selling, and one of them just happened to be Little Miss Bliss. So I took a couple pictures of Anthony today when we were at lunch, and I sent him to Big Swing, and I said, Anthony wants to know if this makes you jealous because he has an Alexa Bliss shirt on. And Big Swing says, I am, and I told Anthony that, and Anthony just died laughing. He just well, thought that was so funny. It, it would have been even more jealous if he had Alexa Bliss's actual shirt on. <laughs> you know, but I but know, again, you know, I know. She, she, she's so little that I don't think you know, any grown adult can fit. I mean, I think she wears child's clothing at this point. She's so small. But, um, but no, that or an Ed shirt. I'm like, yeah, hey, you know, it's, it's, it's. I wish I had one of the two. But, um, you know, I, I, I shoot, I shoot for the moon. I go big with it. You know, if I'm gonna order a shirt, well, my, my, my friend made him that super a star, you know, rated R superstar tumbler. You know, that I posted a mm. picture one time of him. You know, having that tumbler, and I, I probably could get one of those tumblers made up for you, Big Swing. Oh, that might be cool. 
I'll have to I'll have to talk to my friends see if they're still in the doing the tumbler business which I think they are but I'll have to contact them and ask them but uh I I could probably try to get you one of those rated R superstar tumblers. Mm, so uh, Matthias, do you have uh, do you have any matches this weekend? Uh, no, actually, I will be taking a little mini vacation from wrestling uh, Friday and Saturday. Excuse me. And then the next week, uh, the next match I should be having. Um, if not, I'm booking earlier than that. Would be uh, March 4th. And then it just uh, all goes. And March is going to be busy every weekend. And then April will be three out of four weekends. May is going to be... All four weekends, like it's going to be pretty jam packed. I think this is the next week or two that I'm going to have uh, free from wrestling. And Granny, I believe you'll be busy Sunday, right? Touchdown Raiders! That was unnecessary big swing. Uh, absolutely, yes. I'm going to be busy. I'm going to be busy because my husband was teasing me two weeks ago. When the Chiefs played against the Bengals, he told me, he says, oh, you're going to go play bingo. You're not going to stay home and watch the game. I said, no, I am staying home and watching the game. Well, one of my friends that I know from where I go play bingo at, um, I saw her at another place I go play bingo at, and she says, well, she says, you'll be there Super Bowl Sunday to play bingo. I said, no, I'm going to be glued to my television watching the Super Bowl, and nobody better call me, and if they do call me, it better be an emergency. (laughs) <laughs> because I'm going to be watching the Super Bowl Sunday. So, my Chiefs, go Chiefs, you know. How about them Chiefs, you know, so I'm ready. Boy, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a good game. That was a tough finish. If you're a Bengals fan, that was a tough finish. I mean, they were out of field goal. You did one hell of a job, and the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! Um, yes. Thank you, Icon. Uh, no, that, that, he, he was five yards out of bounds, and the guy hit him. And dumb penalty puts him in field goal range. It was just, if you're a Bengals fan, you got to be sick right now. So, yeah, I would, know. I would have hey. kicked him right off of this planet if he would, if I would have yeah. been the coach of that. But you know what, though, go, go Chiefs. I'm rooting for your Chiefs, Granny, because I, obviously I can't, uh, I can't even, even stomach uh, okay. the Eagles. We, we got so. about thirty seconds here before our theme yeah. song okay. uh, kicks on. So. Uh, anyway, uh, join us next week. Uh, be checking out our Facebook page, As You Dare, Monday Live Monday, for our guest next week. And uh, as always, remember, it's not goodbye. It's just good night. Make sure you love each other, care for each other, and stay healthy. And join us every week, As You Dare, Monday Live Monday, on 89.1 Ken's FM. And we are about now ready to play uh, his yep. – uh, Big Swing's favorite song as we close out. We'll see you next week. You think you know me?
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.